Hi, I'm Yushuan Su. And I'm Connor Campbell. You're listening to Into the Unknown. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Into the Unknown. It's just me and Connor again today. How are you, Connor? I'm good. I'm enjoying the sun, even though I do complain every day that it's hot, but I think that's just a typically British thing to do. Complain about the weather, complain about everything. It makes me happy complaining, so. (laughs) You're not alone. Yeah. Um, But yeah, today, today is a bit of an interesting one. I, I wanted to ask you a question. Hmm. How do you get out of a slump? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Put me on the spot straight away. <laughs> I told you I was coming in with a surprise. You know what's funny is I think we've actually spoken about this quite a few times, um, especially over the last few years where obviously I find it difficult sometimes to continually be motivated to do even just sometimes like the simple daily tasks, but more so in terms of like training hard, trying to sort of improve yourself every single year. Um, and th- this is something that I think we'll probably dig into about kind of the difference between motivation and kind of consistency. But one thing that I've learned myself over the last sort of couple of years or so is that trying to figure out habits that can keep you consistent rather than motivated are far more important because you're always going to have the ups and downs of having a slump being out of a slump whereas if you can just be consistent it almost it it becomes almost robot-like And I hate to say it like that because obviously sometimes that does mean that you don't necessarily enjoy the things that you are doing. Um, You're just doing them anyway, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Like if you guys haven't guessed yet, we're going to talk a little bit about (laughs) motivation, whether that's in within your training, your sport or life. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, motivation is, is a feeling and, and feelings are sort of fleeting, you know, they come and go. And uh, a, a lot of it is, it, it dictates a lot of what we do, you know, to be honest. And, yeah. you know, something that I've been, been going through recently is with my motivation, if I'm honest. Um, mm. And not necessarily motivation motivation to get up and train and do the everyday stuff but sort of the bigger picture um in terms of my competitions you know training has been going really well to be honest but in the last probably month um where we're basically we've been competing every weekend um it's not been going well results wise and performance wise you know every time I've been going to a competition in the last month or so. It's just not been, not been a good result for various reasons. And, you know, it's a little bit different reason every time. And most of the time, to be honest, it's things that are out of my control. Like mm. they weren't things that um, 
showed that I wasn't training enough or I was or a lack of preparation or things like that you know just little mistakes on the day or um external factors like other things getting in the way I'm not going to bore you with the details because it's obviously quite a niche sport but um the sort of overwhelming feeling that I'm getting of of I guess it accumulates each time you go into a competition well trained well prepared looking to do well and it just doesn't follow through and that doesn't happen yeah um, and it kind of hits at my motivation to keep going a little bit or it makes me feel a little bit defeated and, and I'm like oh what's the point and and more than that I think the other thing that's that I'm finding difficult is that as I'm accumulating these bad runs bad results or like subpar results um, each time I'm going into the next one with that in mind and as, as easy as it is to say oh just put that behind you and focus on what it's what's in front of you like obviously we all live by our past experiences mm -hmm. and my most recent past experiences is having a row of bad runs and that's kind of what I see as being my sort of slump at the moment um, just feel like I've lost my groove a little bit and I'm going into competitions not consciously but maybe subconsciously with the sort of more negative or pessimistic headspace um, yeah and just those things are kind of I guess getting in the way of my riding my competing and and not yet my training but I, mm. I think it'll seep into that soon yeah I think it's always a difficult one because ultimately with with your sport um, the ultimate goal is obviously to keep improving because if you don't improve as you know my coach might say when I used to play rugby you'll fall behind um, now obviously that happens in in everything in your job uh, even sometimes in relationships if you know you, you're having a bad day or whatever and you kind of fall behind if, if you lack the sort of motivation or consistency to just keep the things that you used to do consistent. Um, I, so I've been reading, I know that I've mentioned this a few times. I've been reading um, the, um, what's it called? I can't remember the name of the book now. It shows how fucking good it is. Uh, so I've been reading Atomic <laughs> Habits by James Clear and in one of the one of the pages that he mentions is about like how to form habits and at first because i read this after we had this discussion about like a few days ago and obviously i was trying to give you some some tips and hints and so on and so forth and so i reread sort of this page and i was thinking like i wonder if actually habits you can also form habits around kind of the way that you feel, how you react to certain things. And basically he goes into the science of how do you, how do you form a habit? So there's three key steps. You've got Q, which is basically a key that triggers you to make that habit. So it could be like a visual trigger or an external trigger, or I don't know, let's say you want to lose weight and someone set calls you fat. That's like a trigger for you to go, okay, that's a cue for me to want to lose weight. The routine is uh, basically, obviously, you setting out 
very small targets to be able to achieve that. Now, this for me was the most important thing aside from the last one, which I'll talk about in a minute is being able to actually be content and happy with where you are currently at rather than where you want to be. Obviously the most important thing for improving that habit is actually being able to do it on a daily consistent basis but you don't ever give yourself the time to actually process like okay you might not be where you are where you want to be but you're certainly further away from where you started and so rather than you thinking like okay come on let's get motivated it just proves to you that that motivation really hasn't done anything for you apart from you've just been consistent over the last year, two years, three years, four years, and you've just lost your way. And trying to find your way back to that feeling of, you know, what was the cue that triggered you to, to emotionally feel the reason for you to decide to, you know, form that habit. But lastly was reward. So obviously, you know, you have routine, like it's good to kind of reflect, but reward, like, I think this for me was, was important when I was talking to you was like, you, you sometimes don't give yourself enough credit for like where you are and what you've done. And I genuinely don't think many people do because it's not, it's not really something that most people do. You know, they don't kind of pat themselves on the back and go, actually, I'm happy. Like, that was a good job. You know, like I've, 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 I've done a good job to get where I am here. Yeah, I might not be where I am, where I want to be, that's, but that's okay. You know, you'll get there. But in times where you're sort of, and I'm not sort of saying like people might take this as stroke your ego. It's not like that at all. I don't know many people that are comfortable enough in saying like, actually, I'm quite happy with the work that I did. Like, I'm quite happy with where I am right now. It doesn't mean you're content. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, and after that conversation, I reread that. This is just kind of going full circle just so I can actually give you some info. But after I after we had that conversation, I kind of reread that page. And I was like, you know what? He doesn't reward himself at all. Like, not once have I ever heard him. Well, maybe once or twice in the whole time that I've known him. Or I'm referring to Yushuan. Has he actually kind of gone like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm quite happy with where I am. Like, you know, there are things that that did go well and maybe things that didn't go well. But it's so easy to focus on the negatives. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically, that's that's my spiel. I've, I've certainly got more to go, but I, I'm I'm not sure where you kind of want to take that. It's well, I know. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, no, that. I mean, that, that's a really good point in terms of, I think, myself and other people, we kind of lack that perspective and mm. stepping outside of ourselves. And, and I'm definitely guilty of, of not doing enough of that. Um, you know, when I talk about me getting a row of bad results or, or results that aren't as good as, as what I want them to be, mm. ultimately, the results are still better than what they were last year and better than what they were the year before and, you know, at a higher level. Yeah. Um, but I think as we progress and move up the levels, our 
or my sort of expectations um, and my standards get higher as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm sort of without really meaning to or noticing, I'm shifting my own goalposts of, of you know, what I think I need to do in order to for it to be successful. Yeah. Um, and a thing that comes with that is, well, for me at least, is that I end up wanting it too much, if that makes sense. Like I yeah. end up trying a bit too hard. And because ultimately, and in reality, like I'm training as well as I can. I'm working as hard as I can and mm -hmm. I'm doing all the bits right. So you can't, when things don't go right and fall into place on the day, um, I get quite tempted to go like, okay, like what do I need to change? Like what are the bits that I can do differently? I can do better, but you can't do something more right. <laughs> you know, yeah. That makes sense. Like it's yeah, even yeah. lighter. It's not right. And just because you're doing something right and you're doing it optimally, let's say, doesn't mean that it will guarantee success on the day. Um, so I fall into the trap a little bit of trying too too hard and you know putting too much pressure on myself for it to go right the next time, you know, trying to do too much to make it right the next time. Um, but I'm interested to like hear your experiences. Like I I, I hope I'm not the only one that experiences yeah. uh, things like this, but yeah, like have you in your work or your 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 sport and weightlifting or anything else like has this really affected you in any way? Yeah, I'm, I would say in in both aspects. Um, if I talk about training first, because I think it will also give an important insight into um, one thing that I wanted to mention with you, but I'll come back to that is. Obviously, when I first set out to do weightlifting, it was more just to learn and acquire a new skill because I thought it was cool. Not very many people can do it. Um, and so the process of just being a beginner and a learner for me was really rewarding because there was no end goal, really. It was just, I want to improve lifting. So there was no pressure. There was no time pressure. There was no quantitative pressure. It was just get in pick up a barbell and try and lift, you know, and that really was sort of like the first year or so. Um, and then I moved down to London and obviously joined the weightlifting club or joined a few actually, just cause I couldn't really find one that sort of fitted my style of coaching that not, not necessarily that I knew worked, but one that was conducive to getting the best out of me. Um, and so I started to become a lot more competitive. Like I wanted to get into competitions and that sort of carried on really for the last, for the next sort of like three or four years. So I'd been weightlifting there, you know, for about three or four years. And I got so competitive with like, so wrapped up in trying to beat other people, beat myself um, that I forgot actually how enjoyable just training was and it was at that time that I started to become a coach and actually I think this really changed my mindset a lot in the reason as to why I train 
uh, and we've obviously already discussed that, so I'm not going to go into detail with that. But to be honest, the, mo- the biggest fundamental change that I made was just to redefine my goal. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's say, for example, it was a case of um, I want to get to British champs or Commonwealths or whatever said person wants to do. It's no longer about the idea of getting to Commonwealth Games it's or I don't know where you want to go. It's more just about trying to be the best lifter that you can. Now, obviously, they kind of go hand in hand. Like if you improve, you could potentially go there. But the goal is totally different. Um, you know, I always envision and liken it to like the game jumpers for goalposts, you know, you always had that friend that kept moving the goalposts wider and wider so that it would be easier to score goals. And then that person who would make it smaller and smaller or move the goalposts or whatever. And so I think when people set these goals, they think that it's set in stone. They cannot change that. Like you can, you can change things all the time. Maybe not every week. Like you have to build some consistency and form a habit, but People get so wrapped up in like, you know, take this, for example. I set myself the goal two years ago of snatching 120. It took me two years to do that. I reckon if I'd have set myself the goal of doing 116, 117, 118, broken it down into more manageable chunks, I think I would have done 120 sooner, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because Because it's great to set these big goals, but the difficult thing is like when it seems so far away, you get so disheartened by the fact that you aren't moving any closer to that goal. Whereas actually, if you can set yourself the goal of, you know, 116, 117, it's manageable, right? So you can reward yourself by going, yes, I snatched 116, you know, a couple of months later, 117, even if it takes a similar amount of time or or even less. But yeah, I think I would have, think i would have snatched it much sooner um yeah and so moving to kind of the coaching aspect because obviously i've redefined my goals now as a lifter it's more just to kind of enjoy what i do continue to keep doing it for as long as i can uh to always enjoy it i know obviously there's days where you don't enjoy training when you're not fully motivated but this is the thing is like i now don't really have to be that motivated to train i just train because i enjoy it and if people think that that means that I train all the time and I don't, and I'm never unmotivated, that's not true. There's, there's probably at least one day in a week, if not more that I'm like, Oh, fuck this. I don't want to train today. Mm. That's normal. Like I don't always have that fire in my belly. Whereas the coaching aspect, yes, there's days where I'm sort of like, Oh, I'm pretty tired. Like I don't want to do that much today, but I find that it's very different because For me, the most important thing now is to build my business, to improve myself as a coach, not just to to you, but to everyone that I coach and I handle and to make sure that I'm giving you guys the best kind of products that I can give. Um, You know, and there's obviously there's obviously days where I don't feel that great. Now, here's the biggest difference between lifting and coaching is that I know what my end goal is. And I, every single day, I'm telling myself what that end goal is. So I'm picturing, it's one thing. I'm not going to tell anyone what it is because it's, you know, I don't, 
I don't really want to share it here. I'm, I'm going to share about it. With, to ask. <laughs> I'll share it with you <laughs> but later. Tell me but fair. It's probably not something that people would imagine that it is at all. Like at all. It's nothing to do with money. It's nothing to do with like a big business. Nothing at all. And I picture it every single day. That's all I picture when I'm working, when I'm tired, whatever. Because for me, just to have that one focus, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a goal. It's just, this is my focus. This is what keeps me going. This is what keeps me consistent, not motivated. Um, yeah, so I think there's a big difference. I've had slumps with training a lot. Mm. And with coaching, yeah, I've had slumps. There's days where I don't want to do it. But if I just focus on that one thing that I want, I find actually it's so different because I don't really need to be motivated or consistent. I just find myself doing it autonomously because I'm like, I can't, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think it's really important for people to, to know that you, like you say, you've not always got that fire on your belly. You know, you've not always, you're not always fired up to, to train, to, to do the things that you love doing because some days are just harder than others. And some days require more effort than others. And some days you just, you're just more tired than yeah. you were the day before. And I but think, that's important to note as well, right? Because if you're tired, then your body is potentially telling you that maybe you either need to bit. back off or you need to try a different path. You know, maybe move some goals forward or to the side or try and figure out how much you're actually doing. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I think a lot of people get a false sort of impression or or belief that you know if you love doing something you love doing it every single day that you do it yeah which i don't i don't think is true i don't think it's realistic mm -hmm. um and another thing that i wanted to bring up is that um you know obviously i have sessions with a sports psychologist and and we mm. sort of spoke about spoke about my slump as it were um yeah. and actually one of the things is to stop labeling it because then i make it more and more of a thing but mm -hmm. um one of the things that he said to me that i found really interesting was that you know at the root of it why am i getting frustrated and disappointed it's when i get a result that i don't think i should be getting you know when i think yeah. i'm getting a result that isn't reflective of my training and my preparation and where I should be and that happening repeatedly over time. And, but he said to me like, okay, I, I think I should be getting a certain result based on yeah. my training and my, and how prepared I am and where I am with my riding and my skills, blah, blah. Um, and that's a reasonable thing to believe and a reasonable yeah. expectation to have, but there's a big difference between something being reasonable and something being realistic. Yeah. Um, you know, and when he said that, I didn't understand it really. Like I didn't, hmm. really, didn't really get what he's saying, but actually what that means is that we set ourselves sort of expectations and targets that are reasonable. And, and that's the first step, you know, you have to set them the, uh, at least reasonable targets. Yeah in order for you to have any chance of succeeding. But that means that it is reflective of what you probably would get based on how 
you're going based on your training based on where you are with the level of of riding you're at, you're at and and so on and so forth yeah. um and that's you know that's a rational rational thought to have but is it realistic no because in reality anything can happen like literally anything can happen yeah um, and that's highlighted by the fact that just in my sport alone like um top riders fall off all the time you know we see the top riders in big competitions they make mistakes they fall off and that's not representative of who they are as riders per se or the who, who like or reflective of uh the level of their horses it's just what happens on the day mm. um and it's been somewhat com- comforting um kind of in a selfish way to speak to some of these riders recently and hear their they're kind of where they are at the moment and a lot of people are going through tougher tougher times um in terms of not getting the results that they want and um not not performing as well as they would like um and that's sort of within a quite a big range of you know that's from the top riders as well as lower down and um so it, it kind of is a good reminder that it happens to everyone and also there's at the end of the day, we have to appreciate the fact that we're still doing what we love and we're still able to. Um, mm. You know, the fact that uh, a couple of weeks ago at a big competition, there were quite a few tragic moments with with riders and horses that um, were badly injured. And that kind of puts things into perspective a little bit, I think, um, where we can bitch and moan about the fact that we're not getting quite the results that we want but at the end of the day like we're still able to do this and we're still in a privileged enough position to to do what we want to do and do what we love um so i know you're big on you're big on sort of the bypassing or not bypassing but sort of overlooking motivation and then the discipline kicking in and the consistency Mm -hmm. and do you want to talk a little bit about that and how that's how that's helped you and your experiences yeah um yeah i don't really know where that stems from to be honest um well actually i could probably probably have a pretty good guess i think well my so my dad's in the army has been since 16 and if there's one thing that the army teaches you is respect loyalty and discipline that's three things, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is three things. But listen, maths is not one of them. <laughs> if there's three things. Yeah, so discipline, obviously, kind of, I mean, it is essentially is consistency. Like consistency is being disciplined in, you know, accomplishing a goal or a dream or training or whatever it might be. Um but to, to be quite honest with you, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that has taught me discipline or consistency, whatever you want to call it, I would say is picking up a barbell. Mm. And I know that that sounds like to some people like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, but honestly, there is nothing more soul destroying, but also satisfying about five, six days a week, picking up a cold piece of metal and getting your ass absolutely handed to you over and over and over again. Because I have to remind people about this, about some, I have to remind some of my weightlifters 
about this every single week that that bar does not give a shit about you at all. If you don't put the effort in day after day, you're not going to snatch big weights. You're not going to clean and jerk big weights. And I don't say that to, you know, everybody, only sometimes when they need it, you know, or they need that kind of, not necessarily a pep talk, but they need that direction of, listen, weightlifting is not easy, but neither is life. Like, if you expect to kind of just yeah. coast through life, that's fine. Go for it. But if you really want to do something worthwhile, if you really want to be a good weightlifter or be successful, you have to work hard and it never stops. So if you don't want to keep doing it, then stop. Like get off the horse and go. Mm. But ultimately you have to learn that if you want to be good and be the best, Day after day, you have to put the fucking work in. And that's hard. Even I don't do that. That's why I'm not an amazing weightlifter, because I don't work hard all the time. I'm just consistent in my training, right? That's what separates me between the people who are much better, is they are so disciplined every day to work hard every single day. And yes, they have days that suck, but the difference is, when they have days that suck, they're still training so hard. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take it a bit easier today. <laughs> because that's just my personality. Whereas in other, other parts of my life, I have discipline with my business because that's what gets me out of bed. Mm. I want to work hard for that. And I know that if I don't work hard, I'm not going to be where I want to be. So I've chosen to decide that that's what I want to put my effort into. And I realized that it might seem easy on the surface, but it, it really isn't. You know, there's days where I'm on my laptop till 1, 2 a.m. trying to just get a bit of work done, right? But I, <laughs> I don't care. I like doing it. I enjoy yeah. it. I like the sacrifice. Um, and I, th I, yeah, I think honestly, like going back to the point that I made, picking up a bar has been probably the biggest thing to teach me discipline day after day because ultimately weightlifting is a sport that doesn't reward you very quickly. Mm. Um, and if it does reward you very quickly, you soon get to the point of uh, you then lose motivation because you stop PBing every single week. Yeah, I was going to say, see... like, with a lot of strength yeah. sports, it's the same, isn't it? Where at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. it does reward you really quickly and you get this sort of false idea of how much you should be achieving. Yeah. Because um, at the beginning, when you have no strength, it's easy to build strength. Yeah. You're getting PBs, like, week in, week out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then yeah. later on, it becomes much harder and you start to... Yeah. Well, the major difference, apart from obviously, you know, you do have some freak athletes who could pick up a bar in a couple of years and they just have an insane level of strength or technique for weightlifting, which to this day just is, it baffles me how people can do that. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And as much as I would love to put myself in that position, like I always used to tell myself this was, you know, for like the last six years and I've changed my mindset over the last year a lot is I'd always say to myself, oh, I wish I started earlier. I wish I started training weightlifting earlier. But there's a reason that I didn't. I had other things to do. I had other priorities at that time. 
So all I, all I can do right now is work with what I've got. Like there's always going to be people that start earlier than you. There's always going to be people that are better than you, faster than you, you know, and unless you're Usain Bolt, obviously. Right. But he wasn't always the fastest man in the world. In fact, he probably wasn't the fastest man in the world until he was about 22, 23. So he put in about 10 years of work prior to that for just that first gold medal at the Olympics. And then everyone started to be like, holy shit, where's this guy come from? He's not come from anywhere. He's been training like this for the last 10 years since he was a child. Like it doesn't, motivation doesn't pay off. Yeah. Consistency yeah. and discipline over a long period of time, which isn't sexy at all, mm. pays off. You know, yeah. you don't you don't 100%. build multi-million dollar businesses in a week. Like it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'd I'd love to do that, but it doesn't and also there's no it's great you've got that money, but I don't know, I find satisfaction almost like a like a narcissist, not narcissistic, but I, I like the satisfaction of working hard. Like it feels yeah. purposeful and you get fulfillment out of life. Mm. If things are easy, then you don't feel you, you can't reward yourself. Like you, there's no achievement in that. Yeah. It's like walking up a thousand stairs and then someone just getting a standard stair lift up the top. Who's going to feel more, more achievement or fulfillment? Yeah. Well, you've just taken a thousand steps or whatever up to a, massive i mean that's a big hill i don't know where i got a thousand steps from but <laughs> i'm imagining somewhere in the sky that there's a thousand steps you yeah, know like yeah i i mean i don't know if that answered your question but it's, it's that's one thing that's been on my mind for so long is that it's so hard to tell people like sometimes it's just a case of gritting your teeth and forcing yourself through it and then mm. actually in most cases that is the most important thing yeah, for sure. hundred um, percent. And I, I really resonate with that. And, you know, I think you and I both um, have that sort of mentality of being, being harder on ourselves and, mm. and trying to push through things. And I think um, it's something that's sort of, we've developed to a point where it's almost natural. And I yeah. find myself some days when I'm not feeling that motivated, I'm not feeling that driven to yeah. really go in and smash training, blah, blah. I'm just there like going through the motions, but still doing all the bits. And, yeah. you know, I think some days you just have to get through that. And, and I remember actually, um, obviously this is on a very different level to Usain Bolt, but um, when I did my first um, senior championship, Asian championships um, mm. in 2017, um yes it was my first year properly eventing and and training and competing in the uk and then i i got very lucky with the opportunities i was given and just luck in general at, at competitions that i managed to qualify for the asian championships in a year and and obviously with a lot of support as well but then i got there and again with all that support um won the bronze medal individually and i remember saying in an interview um, that this happened because I cut for a lot of people from the outside, like it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm. Um, you know, I wasn't really getting 
amazing results as a junior rider, young rider. Then I like dropped off the scene for a while and then came back and came out of nowhere and did this. And so um, it was, that was one of the questions I think that someone asked me. And in that interview, I said, you know, this happened really quickly over a long period of time. And it took me a while. I think now I'm understanding what I meant in 2017. Yeah. Like that actually I love I've that. been riding since I was six or seven. Yeah. And I worked hard. Like I was grinding at it when I was 13, 14, 15. Like I was pretty shit. I had no talent, you know, like you look at the pool of um, junior riders and young riders that we had, you would not have picked me out as the yeah. talented one. Um, but I just kept working and I just kept wanting to, to achieve. And also I've always, since then, I'd always wanted to go to an Asian championship. And, yeah. and and that was my sort of goal and my dream and so whilst it all happened really quickly through the sudden opportunities and support and luck that I got all in one year and I was able to take that and run and and I'd do what I did that year that doesn't discredit and discount all the stuff that happened before that mm -hmm. sort of placed the foundations for me to do that if that makes sense yeah um and i think we are we're constantly everyone with what we do we're in that similar situation where if things if we're not hitting our goals now we're not achieving what we want to do we're just placing foundations for for the future absolutely um and i'm actually <laughs> i'm just thinking of this now as i'm saying it and i'm motivating myself so it feels pretty good um but just I just wanted to bring it back a little bit to obviously that's the sort of discipline and consistency side of things. And, but you spoke a little bit just now about uh, with your coaching hat, um, how you motivate different people. And mm. like you say, some people need that little bit of a push of saying, look, you have to work hard. Like you have to put the work in if you want to, if you want to, if you want to achieve what you want to achieve. And I imagine other people need almost the opposite because um, I'm I'm one of those people who I always thought that I did better with that sort of tough love, you know, mm -hmm. um, like just someone pushing you and shouting at you. And um, But over the last year or so, I've kind of realized that it's almost the opposite for me because I give that to myself. Like if anything, I'm you're very hard on yourself. Overly yeah. critical. I'm yeah. overly hard on myself sometimes. That absolutely. Actually, externally, I need that sort of more comforting vibe. Mm -hmm. You know. So now, when I and you would know this, like when I'm when I'm in the gym and I'm having a session with you and people put on a song for that to hit a PB, my one's always like quite relaxing because mm. actually I don't need to get fired up and amped up because I have that already. So actually, I need to counteract that almost and, yeah you know when i'm getting ready to go ride cross country for example i'm listening to you know like acoustic versions of pearl jam songs like just to chill out a bit um so i don't get too fired up because that's counterproductive to the sort of state that i want to be in and that focus um so yeah i think you know you would have a lot more experience than i do as a coach um in how you motivate people and how different things work for different people i think everyone has experience of of that for sure like um it, it 
it's definitely something that, you know, maybe you have people that kind of sit on the fence between the two, but I find certainly there's people that fall into different camps. There's people who, who are very hard on themselves and actually that can sometimes mean the coach. And I have athletes like this who they're very overly critical of themselves and they, I generally in weightlifting or in general, I tend to call it paralysis by analysis. So they're always analyzing themselves, but never giving themselves the time to actually process how far they've come, like how good it is that they're even just here, you know, lifting these weights. Um, but I think to be honest with you, the largest piece of that has come in the form of social media being a platform. And we've spoken about this in multiple podcast episodes that people are following, you know, lots of good weightlifters, lots of other weightlifters in London. And they sit there and they scroll through Instagram and they watch mm. five or six Instagram videos of, you know, these girls who have been, or, or guys who have been lifting for, maybe six months or a year. And they're like, I've been lifting for six months or a year. Why aren't I lifting that much? Yeah. Right. And I can't answer that question, you know, because <laughs> ultimately, yeah, it also does come down to me as a coach. Like, am I good enough to put you in that position? But also you have to have the harsh truth of asking yourself, like, you know, no, this is not meant to offend anybody, but sometimes people are better than you like that's okay people are going to be better than you but that shouldn't put you off from trying to improve yourself mm. like i was never that i was i was i'm not smart at all like i was never the smartest kid at kid in school i was in bottom sets for everything and this is not a sob story at all <laughs> like honestly like genuinely i but the reason why i wasn't smart is because i just didn't enjoy anything that i was being taught at all i hated yeah. it and as soon as I found sports science, you know, I, I, I scraped through GCSEs. I got pretty much all C's apart from geography and music and PE where I got A's and I got poetry as an A star. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? I don't know that how I did that, but I scraped through, through GCSEs. And then I literally did PE as a B-tech at school for an A-level. And if I hadn't have done a BTEC in PE, I would never have got to uni and God knows where I would have been today. Yeah, I find that so like, that's quite surprising. I don't know that about you, you know, because now when when you talk about, like you say, when you talk about sports science and you talk about um, training or nutrition and the, the kind of science behind it, like you sound very smart as in like very um, analytic and sort of... Mm quite an intellectual process and i think it's all about finding that thing that makes you tick absolutely because um, i was the same like back in school um i was really bad at science um mm. or the science that we were taught in school because i just wasn't interested or it wasn't taught in a way that that really fired me up to what yeah. you know, and i was bottom sets and all that and it wasn't until uh, like i I, I did my master's in bioethics and started learning about like public health and stuff like that, that that really interested me and excited me and mm. made me want to learn. Um, and now, you know, technically I'm a scientist, but <laughs> whatever that means. But um, yeah, no, I think, 
yeah, it, it's very important to find the thing or the things that, that drives you and that yeah. motivates you. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, to to have that and to let that sort of guide what you do and where you want to go. But also keeping in mind that that's not always going to be a hundred percent all the time. Like it's not always going to be there firing you up and getting you out of bed. And some days more than others, you have to do that yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's also the importance of having someone as well, like a coach who potentially has been through the ringer themselves or understands you as an athlete, whether you need that discipline or whether you just need a, listen, man, just back off yourself a little bit, like give yourself a little bit of a break, like sit down and stop analyzing every single little bit, even if it's just for an hour, two hours, and just actually commend yourself at how far you've got. I've had to have conversations with people, mainly weightlifters like that a lot. And I don't know what it's like in the equestrian scene. And I know that we've had these conversations. And actually that was one of the first things that I mentioned in this podcast was that you yourself don't reward yourself ever. Mm. Like ever. The only time that you ever reward yourself is probably when you come to London with me and we go out for a burger and a, and a pint. <laughs> Like, and we sit down and we discuss, you know, training and like, I don't think that you realize, yes, there is pressure on you. Of course, there's pressure on lots of people, more so maybe for you, but there's also people that are like, they look up to you and there's people, i.e. me, who thinks, wow, this guy's like a really good athlete. There's so many people like that, but you just don't realize it because you're just in this bubble like you've got your blinkers on and you're not thinking about anyone else, which can be a good thing at certain points in your competitive, you know, life. Like when you're on the horse, you don't want to be thinking like, I'm fucking brilliant. This con <laughs> said that I'm an absolutely sick equestrian rider. So who cares? It doesn't matter if I win this or not. Right. But afterwards, you know, or even, you know, a week before or whatever, or even just like in the off season, like you don't need to always be, like it's good to reward yourself it's good to reward yourself you know yeah, maybe not with I mean, everything and i'm not talking about like the stick and the carrot i'm not necessarily a fan of like disciplining someone because they didn't do something well yeah. but i think like there's much to be said that having someone or even yourself figuring out a habit that you can have to help reward yourself even in times where maybe you didn't do so well, but once you pick things apart and you go, actually, I did those couple of things well, so I can celebrate those. And then what I'll do is these three things. I know that I need to work on those. So I'm going to come back to those tomorrow once yeah. I've really processed the time. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And um, the other thing as well is, and, and this, I, I, this is something I need to work on. And I realized this last weekend at the competition where, um, so we had dressage on the Saturday and then on the Sunday we had the show jumping in the cross country and the dressage went well and then came back on the Sunday. I just rode a shit round in the show jumping. Mm. Like I rode really badly and I came out like pissed off at myself, really yeah. like frustrated and disappointed at myself yeah. to the point where like I wanted to like shout at myself because um, I mm. felt like uh, I just really fucked up, which in some ways I did. Um, mm. But, you know, 
in 30 minutes time i had to get back on to go cross country yeah being in that headspace like is that conducive to riding good cross country definitely not but yeah i didn't do enough to get myself out of that headspace yeah you know i went back and just i was like fuming at myself getting ready for cross country and then i looking back now and reflecting like i definitely went out to cross country still pissed off at myself yeah thinking i rode like shit yeah probably that reflected on my riding going cross country you know i wasn't as confident as i normally am i wasn't i was a little bit second guessing my my decisions and things like that and i was probably a bit more tense but yeah that's just something i need to work on but um yeah i love you man love you too dude uh, thank you thanks for like thanks for therapy (laughs) (laughs) no Um, it's uh, it's always enjoyable having these like you know because like obviously we had the podcast where we're like why did we start this thing in the first place and i think one of the biggest things for us was like as much as people don't want to listen to some of this like this also is our time to discuss opinions that we have and also share like you know how our lives go in and, and so on and so forth and to be honest with you i find it's quite nice that we can sit down and actually discuss this and put it out in the world yeah um because it's one thing to it's one thing to um to talk just the two of us right over a burger but then it's another thing to put yourself out there put your dreams out there put your failures out there your successes and so on and so forth and i don't know i think in in honesty like i i find the major link between a lot of my friends and myself and people that i mainly continue to be friends with are the ones that are the most open about everything things that aren't going so well things that are going well and that you can share in that success and we've had this conversation before that one of the biggest turning points for me was feeling um was feeling so much happiness when friends succeed Mm. which before i never had i don't know where it came from um and it's just made your it's made my life much more fulfilling because when you see someone who is close to you happy you know or an athlete who has succeeded in something and then it means that you're a little bit more in touch with if they aren't going so well yeah you might not know the right things to say like jesus sometimes i'm clutching at straws when i'm having conversations with athletes that or even just people in general that don't go so well but if you know that person and you can be empathetic towards them in times of success as well as in times of failure it's i find that for me that's a good friendship and relationship to have with that person yeah yeah um but yeah solid well i definitely got a lot out of that and i hope you did as well i I absolutely did did too yeah and to be honest we'd love to hear uh what you guys think um and your own experiences with again like i said like everyone kind of goes through ups and downs with with successes as well as as motivation and and drive so absolutely i think it's always helpful to share and hear other experiences for sure. Until then, we'll see you next time. Exactly. I'm going to quickly finish on. So I went to go watch Lightyear last night. It's absolutely sick, by the way. What's this? Lightyear. Buzz, it's a Buzz Lightyear movie. There's a new... It what? is. It's unbelievable, mate. I'm really behind with this. I've not seen that. I've not it's seen unbelievable. Top Gun yet. Like... Anyway, there's a quote 
right at the end of the movie af- in the after credits by the way there's three after credits so make sure you stick around for people three are, there's three <laughs> right and there's a quote at the bottom from walt disney okay right at the end of the after credits and it says all of our dreams come true if we have the courage to pursue them nice and i just kind of sat there after the after credits and i was like oh yeah i love that and the reason <laughs> i love that is just because sometimes it's hard to make it's hard to stop hesitating and to make the leap to maybe ask a colleague for help or ask Mm. a therapist for help or even just ask friends like do you think this is a good idea that i should build this business i wouldn't have had stoic if i hadn't have lent on some of my closest friends Mm. and it takes courage to to change your habit it takes courage to to change the way that you think about things and to get on a horse and ride in front of thousands of people. It takes courage. So, you know, I just wanted to leave, leave you with that. Thanks bro. (laughs) No worries. All right. We'll leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We shall catch you on the next episode of into the unknown. So you do you want to plug where people can find you? Yeah, so on Instagram, I am at yushuan.su.eventing. On Facebook, I am yushuan.su.eventing. And my website is suyushuaneventing.com. What about you, Connor? Mine is at Connor Lift Stuff on Instagram and at Stoic Strength Systems on Instagram. And we was also just set up a Patreon under the same name, Stoic Strength Systems. So give those a follow. I will put the links all down in the description if I figure out how to do it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll see you next time.